Hi guys and welcome to another episode of Bible Bashing with Mac and Morley. We're here. Happy New Year. We had a uh, a good Christmas break, didn't we? And, uh, we did. We had a good Christmas special. Good Christmas special. And now we're back in the shed abroad. Quite cold, quite warm. Bit of a, a mad mix. But it's actually clean as well because we've got a guest today who we're excited about having. But you've cleaned it. you cleaned it for him, not for I, me. <laughs> I had to make an effort. I don't... You know, you can come in and there can be squalor and crisps around and all sorts and coffee cups but um, when I, Ben comes into town I've got to make an effort do you know what I mean I don't know if that's a compliment or that you trust me not to make fun of your Billy Graham catalogues and you your, always do though your dollhouse <laughs> <and> your <laughs> <dollhouse>. <laughs> that was blatantly yours <laughs> of course it was a girl's uh, but no it's good to be here and uh, it's really cool to have a guest on as well but before we get to our guest I just want to touch on um, so last episode I put you through a quiz night and you don't you don't pretty well to be fair because mm. um, i put that quiz on instagram and i was seeing how people reacted and if you haven't been able to do it you can go back and listen to the episode previous one you can do it with ruben or you can go back and look on one of our stories in uh, instagram on i was a little bit disappointed because i feel like you just stitched me up a little bit because <laughs> you were given translations that didn't exist well i will I'll, I'll have to i'll have to double check that one to be honest but i there's so many people who did did that on Instagram, and it was funny some of the responses, you know, because there'd be like some people who would like who you'd expect to be getting them all, and they did. I think uh, Dan Vestergaard got like all of them right. Of course and, he like, did. Co- yeah, of course he did. Doesn't doesn't surprise. <laughs> it's probably because yeah. he watches films as well, though, and he knows the difference. <laughs> but then there were there was some. I'm not gonna name and shame it, but like there was a poor person who just got them all wrong. <laughs> I thought are they are they trying to do that on purpose, like but. It was just great, yeah. But so yeah, welcome to Bible Bashing, New Year, twenty four. Twenty four. Two thousand twenty four for our eleventh episode. So Ruben, what did you get up to over Christmas, mate? What did I get up to? We had a great Christmas. We had Christmas with the family. A lot of the family came to us this year. We're normally out going to them, so it was quite relaxed in that sense. And then we saw Tamar's family after Christmas. We went to church on Christmas Day, which is always nice and always special to remember the reason for the season. And that sounds good there. So let me just clarify, guys, because sometimes... Clarify. Clarify. I was about to say I hate being wrong then, but I got the word wrong. Genesis 25, 30, 34. He says to Jacob, let me gulp down some of that red stuff. What translation is that? There you go. Just... All right, I take it back because I didn't look for it. What translation? We don't need to know the translation. I do need to know the translation. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. The did you write this and set this up? The <coughs> N A B R E. I've never heard. Of, have you heard of that? No. No. Okay. Well, it's the New American Bible Revised Edition. They revised it after you got in touch. Didn't you they? Because I last week that didn't exist. Out of the three of us in here, who's been to America in the past three weeks? <laughs> no. You should know this this thing. But yeah, so Christmas is. It was a good time for us. We kind of chilled out. It was nice to have Asher home and yeah, just relax and. And just chill. We did like we did like the whole family thing, but like honestly, I don't know if it's just like a thing of me getting old now. I just look forward to doing nothing, like just literally sat in front of the TV eating food and chilling with family is the best thing. So I'm really happy that Ash is not at that age where he's like going mad for Santa Claus and stuff like that. It all I'm guessing all your kids are like 
super excited they're doing Do you know all the cookies and yeah and but and... isla doesn't like santa and i keep saying to tamar let's tell her let's tell her she and she's like no yeah she's the oldest she gets all worried on Christmas Eve because she's a sensitive soul and she's like she's sweet like that and she's going, oh, I'm a bit worried. This big fat guy coming into my room. She doesn't say it in those words, but that's what she's thinking. So we say, oh, Santa will just drop the presents downstairs and Daddy will take yeah. him up. But um, yeah, it's it's a, it's very busy and a lot of excitement in the house. Yeah, definitely. Do you know what? It was amazing because I think it was in the summer and uh, we were doing a podcast, but I was like kind of waiting in your living room at one point and she came down. I think she was meant to be in bed. And uh, she came down, and you, like said, the most dad sentence I've ever, <laughs> ever heard in my whole entire life. She said something like she was too hot like to sleep, but then too cold without the quilt. And you were like, well, you're just going to have to sleep with one leg out of the bed. <laughs> I was like, that's the, the best advice I've ever Mate, heard. <laughs> they just, at that age, they just come out with the most random stuff, and just like, in the end, just like, do whatever you want, go back to bed. Yeah, so, yeah. Got all that to look forward to. Yeah, no, I'm pretty excited about all that, to be honest. Like, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be quite fun. It was cool to have, like, the pictures, you know, with, like, Santa and stuff like that, like, for the first time, but it was, uh... There was one picture of you, though, with Asher, and you had someone next to you as well, and he looks so miserable. It's like, <laughs> it was like he was saying, why are you taking a picture of me? Just it, leave it me alone. It was Christmas, or No, it? it was one of your family, probably. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Asher looks miserable. Asher looks yeah, miserable, yeah, yeah did, sorry, not... The, yeah, yeah, I thought you meant the picture next to me, yeah. No, um... Now, that was a shout-out to me brother-in-law, right? It's a little uh, claim to fame here. There's a, a TV show called Boiling Points. I don't know if you've seen it. You, you definitely haven't. Have you seen it, Ben? No, no. Well, no. it's about, like, a kitchen. <laughs> Stephen Graham's it. You probably don't know who he is. Do you know who Stephen Graham is? Scouse Thank actor. You. Really good. But uh, my brother-in-law's on it, and it's his debut kind of oh, amazing. TV series, and, he, and he's great. Some BBC I player. It's, uh, yeah, it's really good. So it was him that we were with, and Asher was clearly very excited to meet him. So <laughs> that, was, that was fun. It was his first celebrity, if you will. Um, but yeah, so yeah, it was good. It was good. It was, um, it's nice to just be back and kind of getting into the routine of work again. But I'm really excited for this year. Has the school started yet, or are you going back no, soon? No, schools haven't started officially yet. I was back yeah. in this week, and I was just kind of doing uh, lesson plans and stuff like that. Nice, nice, videos. nice. And we've got an event... Um, next sunday in uh in holy lake so it's a, a youth event so pretty excited about that so just... do you know what you need to bring back i don't know if they even do this anymore but when tamar and i were driving we'd just been in glasgow and we were driving back and we went on spotify and we were listening to school assembly bangers and it was like shine jesus shine i don't know if these all go over your head john because you haven't been yeah, man, I know Shine, Jesus, Shine, like, and all these classics keep me bro. <laughs> <laughs> keep the oil in my lamp keep me burning yeah, and all these yeah. and we were having a great keep time down the oil in my lamp yeah, yeah, yeah we were having a great time I've down never the motorway heard that, but I guess that's what it did <laughs> and like for us I'm just like living my best life at Higher Bevington Junior School singing all these back row on the on the benches at the back well, of the assembly hall. Well, you know what, I have honestly no clue what you're going on about so I think without further ado we should bring in our guest because he he knows quite clearly oh, yeah. what you're talking about, so let's bring him in. Ben, it's good to have Hi, you in the show. Yeah. So, to be here. do you know any of these assembly bangers oh, yeah. that Ruben's talking about? Oh yeah, we had them tons in our Have you not? Yeah. Have you seen the TikTok videos where you got these guys doing impressions of like no, getting excited doing the bangers? Ah, <laughs> oh, the it's classics. Back in the day, to be fair. Okay, so let's just hit it now, Mister Dobbins. You good are enough. doing an assembly. Yeah. What songs are you picking? The one. Uh, one about conkers. Conkers? Oh, you ever heard that one? Oh, no. Is it? 
You gotta sing it now. Oh, Christian, you know. No, it wasn't Christian song. It was just a. Oh, Heavens at Thornton School. No, oh, Christian one, Sign Jesus Shine. Wish you were always close to me, Lord. You ever heard that one? No. I can't sing that one. It's a bit too high for G- me. Gives it like a, a tune. What's it got like? Um, wish you were always close to me. Yes, following that's... all my ways. No. No. I haven't it's a bit heard that one. Like, but there was one we heard. There was some I was going. I've never heard this in my life. But there was ones about Jesus is dancing, and he tried to dance on the cross, but the devil made it hard for him. But then he <laughs> danced out one, the huh? grave, and yeah. I'm like, this is boss. But I never heard it. But that I was like, sounds way yeah. too Catholic. He tried to dance with the Pharisees, but the Pharisees didn't want to dance, yeah, so he danced so. with the fishermen, and they got their jig on. That that does sound pretty cool, to be fair. It okay. was it was that, and then I remember when we were in primary school and. It was like that, and then it was Red Nose Day, and we had like oh, Westlife, and it was like Uptown Girl. So it was like a real, <laughs> real mix no, of Uptown Girl, give me oil in my lamp, keep me burning. So they kept yeah. us on our toes the, um, the from week to week. What was it? Uh, get me to the church on time. I sang that as <laughs> primary school for some I haven't heard any of these. I don't know. No, I don't know. So what school did you go to? Thornton Huff Primary School. Thornton Huff yeah. Tell us about Thornton Huff because I love running through there because it's yeah. like the quaintest little village and the school looks like it has around 10 students. So Pretty much, yeah, per year. It was tiny school, about oh, about 15 a class. 15 or? Yeah, 15 yeah. odd a class, but it's just a nice quiet school, yeah. Nothing I did a comedy show in Thornton. Huff, they have like a little hall that you can oh, yeah, rent out yeah. and stuff like that. And like it was, it was like going through Middle Earth, isn't it? So it's like, <laughs> you're in Bevington, and it's like, Bevington's like a, a cool town, isn't it? And then you kind of go on these A-roads, and then oh, yeah. there's like this little village, and yeah, it's like, it's, it's, it's got a, a school, a church, and... It is like Emmerdale a bit, isn't it? you got your yeah. school, you got your church, you got your park, little park, tennis yeah, courts, yeah. football pitches. Yeah. Do people actually live in that area, though, or do people drive in, do you think? Really? Yeah, a few houses around the green, I think, but is it, yeah. not many, like, no. A lot of, there, like, but... is it kind of like a retirement village more than I anything? assume so, yeah. I'm like, going to ask him, like, he's the Fortin Hall. I know, yeah. He's not the owner or anything. Went to school there. Yeah, 20 years ago. What's the area code doing? What is the area code? You must You must know that. It's not going to be CH, isn't it? It's yeah. not going to be like Wales or <laughs> Did you know that the Wirral used to have an L postcode? Did you know that? Yeah. Yeah. Same as so, Liverpool. Yeah. It used to be yeah. classed as Cheshire L. Over, and then um, the post office were too lazy sorting things out, so they just threw, threw them into Cheshire. Oh, it's mad that because, like, remember house phones? Like, we, we, we still have the 015. 015. Yeah. It's like the yeah. Merseyside area, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Like that, yeah. So, would people on the Wirral still be called Wolves if they had the yeah, L postcode? 100%, mate. If you're, <laughs> Even more so. If your bin's not purple, you're a wolf. Like, that's like the law. <laughs> that's like, the one thing I missed the purple yeah. bin. You I've, couldn't I've miss got it. I've got, no. got a purple bin, which they, I'm pretty excited about, to be honest. Like, what is the Purple bin, which, which that's the that's the main waste. Yeah, What's ours? Green, green. Yeah, green. which is confusing yeah. because the garden one in Liverpool is green, and that makes complete sense. Yeah, but then the brown sense. does as well. So yeah, yeah. Hey. I've never used the brown bin ever, but like my landlord of magazine walk in Bromley. If you're listening, I'm really sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we did leave it full. <laughs> like, we use our ones. we use our garden one to kind of keep the gate closed when it's windy because yeah. when we transform this garden, I would just shove things in there. And it's like you can't even move it now. Have you tried to move it? You're like, Ugh. oh yeah. So I yeah. probably need to pay to to get that removed. Yeah, you do, man. So annoying that, isn't it? Because like, do you know when like when you were younger, I don't know if this was just me, but I kind of pictured like bin men being like a proper man's solid job, like type thing, and then you pictured them being like muscly, kind of like sweaty, <laughs> smelly fellas who were just emptying bins who who were just getting on with it. 
But bro, they complain about everything more than anyone, <laughs> don't they? Mate, I went for curry the other week with a bin man. He's probably listening to this, so watch, watch uh, your yeah. words. Well, tell him, because honestly, my bin just happened to be mixed one day. It wasn't even fully mixed with like recyclables. <laughs> Did they leave bees. it? It was like one thing, and they were like, left me like a letter saying, <laughs> can you unmix it, because we can't take it. I was like, are you joking? And there was another time as well, like, I'm on it now. I, mean, I reckon they're being romantic. Tell your mates, yeah, the bin... Apparently the His name's John Davidson. Close. You can tell him John, John Davidson. John Davidson. I don't know if this is true. You can confirm or deny, but the bin needs to be closed. <laughs> to Do you know Ricky? So you annoying. met Ricky. Ricky at nah. uh, Life Church. <laughs> he's a he's a bin man as well. So they're, they're all they're all there. Turn into Biancana. I don't know. Yeah. Well, Ricky. 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 Yeah. No. So that was funny you say that. You, you mentioned Ricky because uh, not Ricky that you know, but Ricky from EastEnders did this thing where like these celebrities went into a prison. I don't know if you've seen it, but like, so the buttons, it's a black prison, it's not a real prison. Okay. But putting celebrities in to this like old prison where they're getting like reinformed characters to come out and try and like just have good TV. But you're getting all these people who are just bang on obvious that it's fake and they're trying to be like all prisony again. And honestly, it is the most weirdest thing ever. And I don't normally do it, but I am getting known to for commenting on videos on Instagram and TikTok at the moment. But on the on <laughs> on that show. Well that no, show. there was this guy on it and he's like a reformed gangster, but he's a Muslim. And on the show, he does like this like he's threatening people all day. And he's like, like robbing off people, bullying people. Good and Muslim. Then the next minute he's doing a call to prayer and he's like teaching everyone about the Quran and it just it blew me mind because he, he shared it and I was like, how can you preach peace and then go and bully people me? It's like surely it messes with your religion a little bit. Yeah, yeah maybe. Right. I might be digging it. I'm like, no, this might be a can of worms. So, Ben, okay. where did you grow up, mate? Oh, well, born in Norwich. Yeah. for having seven toes down there. I don't. But, uh, I was going to ask, do you have seven no, toes? No, no. Uh, is that fingers, Is that like the, the motto? Apparently, yeah. A bit of dodgy stuff going down Did you there. ever support, or did your family ever support uh, Delia Smith in Norwich? Let's be having you. Probably my second team. But okay. Too oh, much really? of a yo-yo club to that. I can't. So Norwich, when did you move up to? I must have been less than one. Came back up here and grew up in Bevington. Just so really, you were you're yeah, a pretty much. We're yeah, six, born in Norwich, made in the world. Yeah, that's uh, me. I went from one pool to another. I was born in Pool in Dorset and lived there oh, wow. for like a year. Yeah. I don't, and then moved to Liverpool. So yeah. it's the same. Yeah. yeah so yeah, just pretty much live around there. Go so around places. You, yeah. you went to Fortenhof. Yeah. You you hung down there. Where did you live? You didn't live in Fortenhof. So when I was in Fortenhof, I was in Bevington, just down the road from. The magical shed. Where about the bed? Broadway magical roundabout. Shed. Where? Broadway roundabout. Lovely. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. literally like Just, 30 yeah, that seconds yeah. that way. So I was a cross lane mafia. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was in See, there. I was saying Don't this, but I don't like... It's not that I don't like because it's a lovely area, but I grew up that this side of Bevington, like yeah. higher Bevington, Town Lane, and I feel like you're just too far out it's like no, cross I'm, lane and i know I'm you Bevington, yeah. you guys are from yeah i think like that, this is that's Trump, yeah, is, yeah, yeah. I, I would say that i'm like i'm the original 
Bevington no, Park. No, no, the original is like it's Ali like OG. Town Lane. Nah, it's like no. higher Bevington Park. Oh, wash your hands of that oh, thing. Yeah, your lower Bevington just hasn't got the same vibes as higher Bevington. Was it higher Bevington? We've got, we've got, got place to live. Yeah, I'm just going to read it out. Yeah, now. exactly. There you or, go. Oh, no, CH63 yeah. was the most desirable place to live. Yeah, CH63. But but in the CH63, I feel like I'm the CH and you use the 63. That's how it goes. Like I've got snips, co-op. Golden wheel chippy. Oh, fruit, uh, not, We've got the acorn though, mate. What's that? Not just fruit. Not just fruit, yeah. yeah. We've got yeah. Amanda Baines. Oh, yeah. We've got sunbed shops. <laughs> we've, got, we've got it all, bro. Do you want a com- competition? We've got Wieldens. We've got Bo's we Kitchen. We've got the acorn. No, we can't be the acorn. Do you know what I mean? Free stags. We've now got the cow it's shed. Mississippi. Oh, yeah. Is it Mississippi? We've got Kumon. I don't. I haven't drank in Bevington. I used to drink in the Chronicle. That's not there anymore. The yeah, Chronicle. That's where we had a podcast, and we figured that we were probably there at the same time because I'd go down to the quizzes, and you were the quiz master. Yeah, is that right? Oh, well, yeah, yeah, so. That's why I didn't keep going because I was like, "What is this?" Yeah, that was there. Uh, I used to just be ruthless on that. Bro, so you were so. Pleasanton. <laughs> Pleasanton, yeah. We're all grammar. Yeah. Bev High. Wow, we're like the turf war, isn't it? <laughs> this, is, this is the trio here. Yeah. So he was the clever one that passed the 11 plus. Yeah, you've, about, yeah. you've passed that. Just about, yeah. Just that extra class. marks for me, I think. Did you enjoy World Grammar? Yeah. Because some it, yeah. people say they love it, and others that I've spoke to say they got there and it wasn't really for them. I'm really fascinated yeah. by that. Is it the way that they teach and what they expect from you? or? Some of it's weird. Like You have to stand up when a teacher comes in. Do you have to, have to no, like, no. teachers get like stuff thrown to... at them when they yeah. Maybe not mine, they like. That's but... security in Ruben's school. <laughs> <laughs> they did. We had to have that later on in the day. The head teacher used to wear like a gown during assemblies, like looking like Darth Vader walking down the middle. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, but for me, the teachers were fine. Yeah. Did you have yeah. to go no, on those like... like weird little nuns that you make them uh, do? The cross country ones, <laughs> yeah. like the road run, like around. I used to love that. Oh, that's horrible. Especially <laughs> the fat kid in year seven, it was horrible. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I used to live on Cross Lane. And, oh, did like, you see him? You just, it was the, the most annoying thing ever, but you just see about like 50 lads in like the Little weirdest vest. looking PE kids ever. You used to like, yeah, house covers. Vests, weren't it? Yeah, like vests. Were you ever seen him say arms kids? No, they're mad, are they? They're the, they're the no, it's bad. Yeah, yeah. Widow Grammar, bro. So I go to Widow Grammar now on a uh, on a Friday for like a lunchtime club. Oh, yeah. and, and uh, so I had kind of this like preconception of what Widow Grammar was going to be like and I'm not going to lie it was exactly that like it was just amazing I was like walking around there was like kids like on the corridor reading books I was like what is happening here really? this is like, <laughs> so cool and like a lot of them this group that we've got were kind of like the well spoken well well educated you know and they just had a real desire and hunger for the bible which was amazing to see that's so that's cool good, yeah. they were asking like do they ever Proper see you? Questions. Like a Christian union? We used to like, back in the sure. day. Really? Was it you for Christ? Wait, probably it was yeah. you for Christ. Probably us. I don't know. Yeah, it was back in the day, yeah. I think that's amazing because, like, I may have said this before, but when I went to school, I wasn't aware of any other Christians in my school. Um, and I always think now oh, it'd be great if there was something where Christians can come together and they know of others. So, yeah, yeah it's good. For all the jokes, like, I think Will Grammar's boss. I definitely want my my kids yeah. to go there. I'm like, let's it get them. Getting, mate. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Start tutoring. That's, that's the harsh thing, isn't it? Like, yeah. It's just, yeah. Uh, yeah, my tutor didn't think I could get in, actually. Really? Yeah, yeah, through the wrong. Well through done. Wrong. Well done. Yeah. Man, that's bastard. So yeah. after Widow Grammar, so you were there, obviously, year seven to yeah. year 11. Up to six, I went there as well. Did you? Were yeah, you a Bible basher? Like the Bible bashing podcast in Widow Grammar? Yes, or did it take and, a bit uh, of time? It took a bit of time, I 
you know, as you do when you're that age, you get dragged into all the the behaviour in high school, you know. I was effing and jeffing and not being the best Christian. I, I always grew up Christian, but I wasn't. So, yeah, I get it. was your family, but they churchgoers, Christians. Yeah, yeah, growing up as a Christian, you know. They're like the most Christian family on the world. It's like the Ned Flanders. Come, they are, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I love them. That's yeah. a different level. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when I picture Christian, I picture Ruben. Because like, <laughs> yeah, our families are quite close. Aren't yeah, they? yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but if you, I think if you had friends. to pick one family on the Wirral that epitomised Christianity, it <laughs> oh, would really? be the Dobbins. Gosh, it's going to be Dad, that. He'll, he'll love it. <laughs> yeah. So your mum and dad, and so it's your mum and dad, Hannah, not yeah. your wife, Hannah, your sister. My sister, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and then have you got a brother? I've got two brothers, John and Sam. Have you, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Older, younger? All older than me, I'm the youngest. Oh, and yeah. The baby, wow. yeah. yeah. That's cool, though. Yeah. So, what church did you kind of grow up in then? Oh, I was growing up. I went, so, we went to King's Church in Birkenhead for a little bit. My dad was the worship leader there, I think. Amazing. And then. Is that the Borough Road one? Yeah, just down the so, road, yeah, Collinor. Yeah. And then. We went all around the place, went to Oasis Church and Wallasey for a little bit. Went to Chester for a little bit. Then we went to... Winchester, was that Northgate when we Northgate, were there? I think so, yeah, it must have been. I, can't, I was really young at the time, so I can't you remember You were just following us around, went down no, joking. I was just, yeah. <laughs> then was it, then was it then, City after that, was it... It must be, yeah. I can't Kenny. think of any other. Kensington, yeah. You... So how did you go from Chester <laughs> to Kensington? Forms it off to... Honestly. <laughs> what was with that? Because of my age, I was only about yeah, you were young. 11, you were younger, weren't you? Ten at the time. I assume it's because my dad's like a worship leader, so yeah. I don't know if Dave laid them. It was just a or... mad area, wasn't it? It was just yeah. and you probably didn't walk around, but no, I heard about the prayer walk happening on there. Because Kensington's bad now, but I imagine it was a lot worse like fifteen yeah. years ago. Like, it was yeah. just and it, do you know what I loved it? But there was times when Tamar and I, because she lived round the corner from where I was, she was renting somewhere, and so we'd hang out, and then I'd walk her back to hers. And there were times when the maddest things would happen, like this prostitute would just come running down the road half naked and run up to Tamar. And and then a van next minute would come screeching around the corner and this guy's effing and jeffing and he's like, you've robbed me, you've robbed me. And she's like, no, I haven't. We're just standing there like, what do we do? And it was like that stuff on on the daily, like all the time. Um, It was pretty mad. Pretty mad. But it was a great place to to share the gospel. And there's no greater place to share it than when there's a real need. And yes, so we, yeah. we loved it and we saw amazing things at that church, but also out on the streets and around and about. And yeah, I loved it. I miss it. Yeah. I used yeah. to live in Wavy Street and like, I genuinely, so I wasn't a Christian then, but I often look back and think me, I'd love to just like go and plant a church in Wavy Street. Cause I think like the, the area has got such like a need. Like you've got like, obviously loads of Smith down road. In, and and yeah, then you've got like really like low, lower class and yeah. like there's the deprivation yeah. there deprivation. as well yeah. it's just like yeah just think like wow it'd be amazing there's so many times as well where I just had random conversations with random people like not even being a Christian you know what I mean you can look back and think man I wish I, I wish I could just go and see it's, that person again it's, and it's, I don't know what like, you think Ben it's dead interesting because I think when you're somewhere like we are now it is very middle class mm. and I think there's different challenges whether someone <laughs> is middle class what you'd call it upper class I yeah. don't know really well off or lower class and I think what I saw in churches in the likes of Kensington was there was such a hunger for God because they didn't have much yeah. even though they had a lot compared to third third world countries there was just a desperation for the realness of Jesus and yeah. the Holy Spirit yeah. whereas sometimes I think 
And I think there's pros and cons for both. But when you're in a middle class area and you have all the comforts and everything that you need, Jesus can sometimes take a back seat um, and he just becomes an add on. Whereas that's something that I saw on the daily over that side in places like Kensington Wavertree was there. Yeah. When someone encountered God, there was a real desire to know him really deeply yeah, yeah. definitely on the back of that then ben when was kind of what what age or what happened when, when did you discover that you had like a real hunger to know god on like a relationship level or like to deepen your faith when did it not become my like, your mum and dad's faith yeah. but it became your faith as well so uh, it's kind of happened twice like so ruben's spoken about city church and the things happening there there's a massive move of the holy spirit and i was like I was only mm-hmm. around 12, 11, 12 at the time. I was like, wow, this is this is God, this is real. And uh, <clears throat> got uh, had an encounter with the Holy Spirit then. And, you know, at the time it felt amazing. And after it, I felt amazing. But, you know, I was, I was thinking about this the other day, just it was all about the experience. Mm-hmm. I was always wanting mm-hmm. that experience, getting you know, the feeling of the Holy Spirit. But like there was a, no obedience. No, yeah, like a feeling junkie you know, kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, it's just wanting that feeling again. So... You know, I had the experience, but so I knew God was real. But then, you know, growing up through high school, um, I started having my challenges there, you know, not really. See, the Bible, sorry to interrupt, but I forget no that that time at City Church was probably just as you were starting or even before high school yeah, began for you. Or started, just, yeah. I forget that. I forget that you were at that age. Uh, but sorry, go on. Yeah, carry yeah. on. So, yeah, so around the same time as that, that Holy Spirit encounter, like, I started having an addiction to pornography at that time. Okay. So, got exposed to all that, and that lasted. A good chunk of high school and even after it so i was really struggling with the obedience part of my faith and submitting to god and repenting my sins and things yeah but then it wasn't it wasn't until may 2018 i remember it was just before i went to camp america at that time um i was just in my bedroom and a preach came up on youtube um they heard a paul washer yes yeah, yeah. It was, Powerful. It, it was it was titled the most shocking preacher ever here. So I thought, like, oh, this must be good. Yeah. Get like, ready to be convicted. Yeah, yeah, literally, and then like pack your bags, you're going to hell. <laughs> pretty, pretty much, you know. He was at a youth conference and he was speaking on uh, Matthew seven, the verse where you know, Jesus, we did all this in your name, but we never. And he says he never knew you. Yeah. And he was just speaking about, I know. Yeah. And then he's speaking about being like hypocrisy and things like that. I just got really convicted and started weeping in my bed, just like wow. realizing. I'm a sinner in need of a saviour, I'm, I'm heading to hell at this moment in time and I just, I got down on my knees, like, just begged for mercy and, mm. you know, he said at the end, like, picture, just imagine, like, the gates of hell opening beneath you, like, you know, this, I was just doing that and crying out to God, like, save me and then it was a mad couple of days, I think it was about two or three days after that, I could literally feel my heart changing on the inside, like, it felt like it was broken I love that. and just the next three days I just felt like sorrow of my sin like just constantly crying and things like that and then that i think that's the point where my true conversion per se yeah um really happened and that's when the obedience started coming in and, you know that's that's yeah. really interesting because i guess the feelings and the experiences and the encounters that you had at those early ages made you realize that god was real yeah yeah but i guess there wasn't anything more than that in terms of what was communicated or preached or taught yeah. or how you felt convicted that took you further to say okay this isn't just about feeling good yeah but it's something more about a way to live exactly uh, yeah. a lifestyle of holiness and living as the lord requires us to live so it's amazing how those two things kind of came together uh, yeah so yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, I think yeah. For, for me like what, what you're describing there bro and 
Like we often joke and call this this room uh, shed abroad, the, the, but it's in the Bible, Romans uh, 5 5, where the love of God is shed abroad. And I think w- what you've described there is, you know, feeling God in, in church happens, you know, and it's a public experience when you're around people, yeah. but it's when that public experience turns into a private one. That we, that we rely on then so it's not just going to church and lifting my hands up and being like oh hallelujah I'm saved yeah. do that that is great but then taking that home with you yeah. and having those private ones and then realising actually this is the gospel message that I need Jesus yeah. I need him more than anything and it's just having that real need for him and realising who he is what he's done what he's going to do and then that's when it, it just explodes your heart mm. and, and that's where the, the words shed abroad yeah. and you're almost like oh my days this is this is incredible but it needs to come from, I believe, that, that public place into that private place. Yeah. And he's a candidate. Yeah. You know what I mean? So invite God in. what happened, I'm just really interested, in what? that period where you said you felt your heart was coming back together and the yeah. Lord was really doing a work, what was that like then and how did you kind of continue to move forward in the in the things of, of God? Yeah. And I think I never really read my Bible much after, like, during, from, like, 12 to 18, or 19 I was, yeah, 19 yeah. and 2018. But after that, you know, I had a hunger for the word and, you know, trying to get a hold of this pornography addiction I had and trying yeah. to get, set, uh, get free from it. Because although I knew it was wrong when I was younger, I wasn't too fussed on getting it, uh, getting rid of it. So after that encounter with God the second time, yeah, just a hunger for the word and, to live, like you said, to live righteously and according to his word. So, yeah, after that. And did you uh, find through <clears throat> spending more time with the Lord, through spending time in his word, through just having that communion and continually walking with him freedom came did it come in an instance with Not, that addiction yeah. or did it take time or what yeah, did that it, look it like it took for a lot you? of time and a lot of pain to be honest yeah um it was a tough tough challenge to yeah. get rid of it but you know it, hurt, it caused a lot of hurt not for me not in for me but for my girlfriend my, now a wife but girlfriend at the time yes. I don't know, telling her and you know it broke her heart obviously but uh by god's grace you know here today you know free from it and yeah, yeah. so beautiful and for those who are kind of listening to this now who might not be addicted to porn but they might know that there's something in their life that they're ready to let go of and and, and they know it's not of god and like so you were saying there and what, what i loved how honest you are is it didn't just go away straight away it had to take work and it's almost yeah. like you have to put in the practice you have to do this but one, one of the things i always kind of come back to for people who might be struggling it is the Holy Spirit does work and it does convict you and it does guide you yeah. and, it, and it is a process isn't it and yeah. it, you know as you said when you were younger you weren't you weren't bothered about it you know what I mean but then yeah. there would have been a time where you were like I know this is wrong and then it's like oh, I feel disgusted in myself for doing yeah, this oh yeah, my exactly. days I hate myself for doing this and yeah. then it becomes like oh my the guilt I need to tell I need to tell Hannah yeah. you know what I mean and yeah. it's just like that is the Holy Spirit that's the transformation that. Yeah. of the Holy Spirit bro and you know it's I've had something very similar happen to me quite recently. I'm no bro. I don't know. Um, me and Ruben have been kind of speaking about it in private, and for me, it's like pride. Do you know what I mean? And it's just like, why am I doing things? Am I doing it for me, or am I doing it for God? And yeah. and it's coming in kind of like little bits. I would have had ideas like, I'm gonna get up in a comedy club, and halfway through, just start leading people to Jesus. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it sounds great. It'll be a video that could go viral, could go whatever. But then I'm thinking, okay, why am I doing that? Yeah. Am I doing that for God or am I doing it for, for, for me? And instead of being like Liverpool needs a revival, like that yeah. video we've seen, it's just like, okay, maybe, maybe Ben needs a revival. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So have a conversation so there. And it's just like listening to the Holy Spirit and just, just knowing that it's partnership in there with you. Yeah. And it's, uh, yeah. I think it's really good that that 
whole thing came up as well because I think especially pornography it's there's certain things even within churches that aren't touched upon and I can yeah. understand why they're not sometimes because it's difficult to have those conversations from the stage but it's certain words or certain topics it's like the boogeyman no yeah, one wants to address yeah, yeah. and people are struggling with these issues because we live in a world where we're saturated by these kind of things and they're crying out for someone to just say help me guide yeah. me lead me yeah. through this and, and 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 no one is and there may be people listening you may be a christian you may be a non-christian but you may be really caught in a vice i think of of pornography and i don't think it's a mistake that that you're listening and with that vice that's holding you as you were talking about the holy spirit and what he was doing on the inside of you at that time i think it's important to know the difference between conviction and condemnation because yeah. yeah. condemnation is where you feel so bad about what you've done and the enemy will lie to you and it will cause you to draw further away from god and hide in shame yeah. because of what you've done and there'll never be any life in that because we're called to live in him and in relationship with him but the holy spirit in a slightly different way will bring conviction which is different to condemnation and conviction will draw you closer to jesus and say look this needs to be addressed this needs to be fixed but we can do this together and you're better than this and i have a plan and a purpose for you and you can experience freedom but it comes through submission yeah. and so i just think for anyone that's dealing with any anything like that in their life there is freedom that's available yeah, and freedom absolutely. can come in an instant but at the same time it can be a process that yeah, you have to yeah. walk out and whichever that is i have friends that have given their life to jesus recently and for them there was something that dramatically changed in a moment, but at the same time, they're having now to walk out and renew their mind because yeah. they believe so many lies that have caused them to sink in life. Yeah, yeah. And so I just want to encourage you that if you are walking through that, if you are struggling with certain things, just keep falling on the mercy of the Lord and his grace will empower you to change. And I think also as well, you're talking about lies there. I think there's also a lie in itself, which is bounded in with the truth. And I think... The enemy is so clever because it'll mix the truth in with lies to to attack you. When it was a there's a, a verse in the Bible when Jesus comes face to face with with the the enemy and he tempts him and he the enemy says the word to him doesn't he and he's like quoting scripture to Jesus to try and catch him out and you know so I often think about that and I think a lot of times we as Christians or as believers we think that giving your life to Jesus is just going to automatically fix everything mm -hmm. in your life. So then when it doesn't, that condemnation comes in and yeah. starts saying, hey, maybe you're too far gone. Yeah. Maybe you're, you know, you should you're be a failure. further along the line than you are. You're this, you are, you're that, yeah. you're this. And, and, and what you were saying then is just, you know, the Holy Spirit is there as a guide. And I've seen a perfect example of this with a, a, my little nephew. He had some other sauce on his finger <laughs> and his dad said to him, Alfie, don't wipe that on your top. And Alfie looked at him dead in the eyes and wiped it on his top. So, yeah. and like, obviously, he's going to get told off. But, you know, there was no... That doesn't change how much he loves his yeah, son. Yeah. You know, it didn't change. He's taking him home. And this is the Holy Spirit with us. It's, you know, it might say to you, don't be doing that. And you might fall that time, but it's it's still there to pick you up that, yeah, that exactly. next time. It's not going to be like, you're not my son anymore. You're yeah. gone. Do you know what I mean? You're way too far gone for yeah. that. And uh, so... Yeah, moving on then, Ben. So after you had that kind of realization, you were in City Church then. So yeah. you're quite heavily involved in like the church that you're in now, yeah, Life yeah. Church. Yeah, yeah. You, you yeah. do like the youth and stuff. You yeah. got smoked by, on FIFA by me one time. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> boy, yeah. <laughs> you beat me on FIFA, you know. I well, did. I did you beat him on penalties, didn't I? There were two games. No, I, well, I do, Ben. All right. So <laughs> you beat me the first game quite a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I got penalties, I think. In the next one, I went to the telly's. 
been affected by that. Yeah, He's yeah. Held so on to it. He only brought you on the podcast to address that. Yeah. Yeah. Play game after <laughs> officially officially do it. So me and Ruben played FIFA and it was great because um, I went soccer aid, didn't I? You, you didn't know who soccer aid was. Oh, you thought no. it was like celebrities and that. Oh, like yeah. my Hancock up front. <laughs> but it was just like Pelly running Boris Johnson and goal. <laughs> but no. We should definitely do like a Bible bashing FIFA night, bro, at some oh, point. Yeah. FIFA tournaments. Yeah. We'll do it. That would be cool. Yeah, so heavily involved in the youth group. When yeah, did yeah. that kind of call happen then? How did you go from having this feeling or this experience, uh, this acknowledgement of God, to then being like, actually, I want to go and help or share? Ooh, good question. I can't really remember a specific time where that call came, but I think as I just got older in the church, and I think I started at Life Church when I was like 16, when I got with Hannah. And then I think around... 19, 20, gradually got a bit too old for youth and I was like, you know, just then I just wanted to help as, mm-hmm. as do what Luke Andrew did for me, you know, he helped yeah, me, yeah, he yeah. helped pastor me and wanted to try and help the, the kids in the future kind Love of thing, that. so yeah, and now what's happened to me in the past, you know, through this, this porn addiction like and uh, other things that I've gone through, just want to help those kids through it as well, give them teaching on it and, you know, ways to battle it and things like that. That's so yeah. good. So yeah, like what what God says, what the enemy meant for evil, he's turned it for good, you know. Yeah. The devil went pornography is evil for me, you know, trying to ensnare me in that, but now God's set me free, I can hopefully try and help those kids on their journey if they're ever struggling. So with it. good. And yeah, I think that's what it's about, isn't it? There's like a real element of, you know, I'm not getting through this to to just be like, oh, sound, I got through this, do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's almost yeah. like I'm getting through this to because I need to help someone else kind of exactly, kind of yeah. get through it. And um you know, I always have this kind of like image of like uh, so when I left school I joined the army for a bit I absolutely hated it but there was, we had to do this assault course which I loved and um, <laughs> but uh, there was this one scene scene there was this one bit of the assault course which I hated and you had to like run and jump off this like this ledge and land on this like net like off gladiators you know and then climb yeah, up yeah, it yeah. you had to like punch in and lock your arm in so you wouldn't fall so I was terrified that and uh, the, one of the only things that kind of got me through it is you run you jump and you hit this net and then as soon as you hit it, there's someone above you who pulls you up and then they run off and then you're that guy pulling that up and I often think about sin and dealing with things and that's why I believe it's so important to be in a community of believers is because like we get through and then help through and it's yeah. like, I'm going to pull you up, I might not know where I'm going next or what that's I'm good. doing or what yeah, I'm, yeah. how I'm going to do it, but all I'm going to do right now is just lend a hand down and just pull you up. See you later. You know what I mean? That's so good. I have to say that he blows me away every week because... <laughs> When I, like, communicate or preach, my mind doesn't work in a way where I'm very good with illustrations. Like, yeah, I don't think yeah. of illustrations very well. And he just... How many has he brought out even today? He's got the tomato ketchup. Uh, He's got... Yeah, I'm yeah. stealing all these. You've got the pulling up. Right I'm, fine. Fine. I'm, I'm just, like... I just talk and probably bore people. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I'm not compared. I just mean it's just amazing that you have all these analogies. Don't know if that's because you work with young people. Yeah. But it's... It's, it's, it's really good. I love just getting obsessed with things, bro. Do you know what I mean? So, like, for, for me, and I'm sure people can relate to it, is if I'm going in something, bro, I'm going all in, you know what I mean? Like, so when I started to get into a relationship with Jesus, I just wanted to just, just be in with Jesus. Like, so, like, I'll, like, immerse myself in it. So, like, I listen to just preachers all the time, listening to audiobooks and listening Praying to Praying over your Nando's chicken. I'm trying to be, like, full-on, 
full-on Bible bash a black belt and that, but it's just it's just boss, you know what I mean? And He's I trying to take the Dobbins' crown here, be yeah, careful. Yeah, gonna be the... Tell your dad on you're gonna, they're gonna be knocking on your door like you're ready to fill you in, you're not taking any crown. Speaking about knocking on doors, we had Jehovah's Witnesses knock the other day oh. and oh, yeah. um, I was absolutely gutted because he started this one guy, and I don't know if this is what they believe as a full religion, but this guy was trying to explain to me how Jesus wasn't the son of God and he was a, an archangel like Michael. And I said, cool, that sounds great. Can you show me where it says that in the Bible? And he was like, yeah, yeah, I will. And then I went, okay, I'll just go and grab your Bible. And he went, no, no, I'll go and get mine from the car. And then he never came back. <laughs> and I was just a little bit gutted over it. Like, so it's, uh, I love a JW. <laughs> I've had many coffees with JWs. We have some interesting chats. They bring out their false watchtower prophecies and then they start panicking. But uh, <laughs> I love it. I just had a flashback to our like, first episode where Ruben said he loved a cop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, love, I love a cop. <laughs> say, say Ruben, Goff, and JW, what do they all have in common? <laughs> love. <laughs> so, Life Church, you flee there. Uh, helping people through what's kind of like the next then like do you have like a call that you want to explore further or are you just kind of like seeing what God's saying in your life or like, yeah, what I is the kind of I think Ben Dobbo got to live up to the family name oh yeah <laughs> keep it going revival of the widow yeah. I think evangelism's on my heart actually yeah for a long time I think after that second encounter I started listening to like Ray Comfort a lot and all those witnessing and things like that and just stirred up something within me but you know I kind of let me get held back by my speech I got a bit of a speech impediment not loads but I kind of like hold it down a little bit but in my head anyway yeah 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 and yeah. Uh, sometimes the fear of man as well I yeah. need to shake that off but ultimately yeah I want to be in like Birkenhead or Liverpool you know preaching the gospel whether that's individually to people or in amongst the crowd I don't know but evangelism's definitely on my heart and just even preaching the gospel to the church as well, I think. Yeah. And like yeah, I think remember, I think it was Paul Washer that said as well. Like sometimes the, the biggest missionary is in amongst our own pews and things like that. I think especially in Western churches, the way people come to salvation or they think they do is it's not totally true. That not a full gospel is preached to them. I'm sure we got lots of non-Christians listening. Some will go to a church. They won't really understand what's being shared, but. Yeah. The preacher may say, hey, if you want a better life because you're just struggling with anxiety, just receive Jesus. And if you want to do that, just put your hand up. And they'll put their hand up. Is that being a Christian? Well, like, can they go away from that and be like, oh, that's it now, I've ticked the box? I mean, uh, I can't speak for everyone. More so than less, uh, probably not, in my opinion. I think you need a full preaching of the gospel, and that includes the law as well. Like Paul says in Romans, like, if it wasn't for the law, I, would, I wouldn't have knowledge of sin. And like, what that means is basically, you know, going according to the Ten Commandments, which is what Ray Comfort does, and mm, he, goes, mm. he goes along the, the Ten Commandments, and like, have you ever lied, ever used God's name in vain, things like that, and people answer, and, you know, if you've broken one law, then you're guilty of it, kind of thing, but there's not much of that in the church today, where people don't know, people say, Jesus loves you, and in that, yeah, yeah, yeah. that is truth, but also, it's only a part truth, in, in the gospel sense. So they go it's kind thinking, of like people don't realise their need for a savior. Yeah, so like, why, because... why does Jesus love me? What has he done? It's like no one knows that. They just know that Jesus loves them. So they'd be like, oh yeah, Jesus loves me the way I am. So you know, I carry on. But in essence, you need people need to know why they need a savior yeah. and what he's done, and that's yeah. how, that's how he loves us. Yeah, yeah definitely, yeah. completely agree. And I think like, so when I kind of came to faith, I was involved in like a Torah group, and yeah. it was like they were too like heavy. Yeah, on the Torah, yeah. Bro, do you know what I mean? So. But then there are some churches which are just like, I can do whatever I want. 
because yeah. Jesus loves me, you know what I mean? I yeah. can go out on a, on a Saturday, I can go and do this, whatever. I can live this way because because Jesus loves me. And and I, and I guess like both sides have ways of being right, but it's finding that, finding that balance. balance yeah. I wholeheartedly believe that what Jesus did on the cross means that we don't have to perform for our salvation. Yeah. We can never earn our salvation. We can never get right with God by our yeah, own sure. efforts. Yeah. So whether you've had a bad day or a good day, he loves you. Yeah. And if you have true faith in him, then you're saved. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like you read some of the epistles, 1 Peter, 2 Peter, you know, these kind of things. And then you read Revelation and you see that there is a demand and a call. And he's speaking to the church in Laodicea. Yeah. And he's saying, I'm going to spit you out my mouth because you're not hot. You're not on fire. Yeah. You're not cold. Yeah. You're lukewarm. And you go and flip. This is this is like new covenant stuff, yeah. but he's still pretty serious. And yeah, I'm guilty of it as well, but we like to miss those things because it it doesn't tickle the ears and it may cause the church not to grow because people will feel convicted and go i haven't got time for this because we just want the numbers you know we just want the 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 sign-ups but actually there's a greater need and i think actually the church will truly grow and will truly see revival and changed communities when the church take god at his word and Yeah. yeah definitely so Ben, a bit of a light question there for you, then, <laughs> sure, while while we're kind of on this topic, and this is a question that I absolutely love when I think about it, and it's a question for listeners as well. I'd love to just ask someone, and you know, if someone can answer this beautifully or articulately or wonderfully, or just have a guess of what it means to them, because there's no right answer, there's no wrong answer. It's just a very personal, censored question. And Ruben, I'd like you to answer it as well if you can or want to. Um, so question is. If you, no if you were on a desert island, no. yeah, desert no. island, <laughs> and you had food, you had water, you, you just had everything, but you didn't have like a telly or any books or any form of entertainment. Okay. You, you and your wife were there, all your family, whoever you want was there. But, you don't. thanks mate, <laughs> thanks mate. You didn't have any knowledge of, the, of Jesus, churches, Bibles, anything like that, yeah? yeah? So you've got no knowledge whatsoever. And the only thing that you have with you informed of that is someone's give you a brand new bible okay and now you're on this island for five years okay and then you're coming back off this island to normality after five years yeah shredded every month for five years would any church in the world look like the church you just read about for five years and if not and or if yes what would you do and what would you do differently I'm glad there's someone else in the room because when he does this to me, I'm like, in my head, I'm going, seriously, John? <laughs> just keeps adding it on. Yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to break Ruben on a date. <laughs> so, yeah, talking about Western churches, probably. It's actually handy. My dad sent me a preach the other day from a guy called Dave Hunt. It's, it's on seeker sensitive churches, okay. seeker friendly one of it. And, like, it said something I'd never thought about before. He said, churches shouldn't be designed or acquaint for non Christians as much as they are nowadays. If you think about it, like it, the scripture says it's for the believers to come and have fellowship and edify each other. And it was like really interesting, like I never thought about it before. You see like Western churches or you know, they're changing like it's all dark and lights everywhere and the songs are I don't know, a bit more rocky than they used to be in the past and things like that. He's mentioned all that stuff, but um it's just an interesting point of view, like the church it should be more so for the Christians. Obviously you welcome non Christians as they come and things like that, but he said that they all met together in the courts in Acts and then they went out and preached mm. the gospel. Because if you start making church more about the non-Christian thing, like the, the preachers can become quite surface level and, you know, 
afraid to offend people because the gospel is offensive at the end of the yeah. day like it does yeah. offend our sinful nature and we don't like it but like I think that's one of the mistakes that western churches are trying to do nowadays is just to to bring in, I guess their heart's right, trying to bring non-Christians in. But at the end of the day, the church is where the, the pitcher, an aircraft carrier, the planes come in and get refuelled and they go off into, and fight. That's what the church should be like. The church is the aircraft carrier and the Christians are the jets. And they refill, they fill up on the words and things like that. And then I love that so fight. much. I love it because we're all called to share our faith. But yeah. many Christians think that that's the job of the pastor or it's the job of the one evangelist in the church that holds the title. And it's like... That can sneak in. You wouldn't have found that in the Bible because they're all meeting together. They're equipping one another. They're encouraging one another. And like you said, they're going out. But now it's very much come to church model. And it's kind of like, if I can just get them to the seat. And there's nothing wrong with that. I brought someone to life church. I brought someone once to church and they responded to the message and they're still going with the Lord now. So there's a great place for that. But at the same time, it's kind of like we just cause people to not really grow in their faith. Cause like you said, they're hearing surface level preachers and they think just warming a seat and giving a little bit is okay. And it's, it's a hard one, isn't it? Because there's so much good in the church, but at the same time, yeah, it depends what they preach as well. Like if you bring someone to church and it's a message on tithe, then, then they're not really going to, yeah, the non-Christian is not going to get much from it. But if that church is preaching the gospel and every, do you think the challenge, and John, I'm going to throw it back at Ooh, you now. Do you reverse. think the challenge is that as Christians, we need to learn discipleship better? That we need to walk out our faith with people that aren't saved, not just try and get them into church, which is all well and good, and see that as the end goal. But actually, we have to do life with non-Christians. They see Christ in us. They begin to ask questions. We allow them to journey with us, and we're sharing our heart and communicating in a way where they come to faith over time. Yeah, relationship evangelism, bro, is like probably one of the, I don't want to say easiest ways, but it should be just like the most natural way to share your faith and that can happen over time. It doesn't have to be a forced thing, you know what I mean? It could be your next door neighbour, it could be someone on your desk and work, it could be someone in college, a teacher, a school, a friend, a nurse, a doctor, a postman, whoever that you're seeing multiple times and it's like, okay, how can I be a light in their life? is just just by sharing the love of God. And Mm. it's just like always positive, always smiling. You don't always have to be fake nice, but there's a deeper love, do you know what I mean? It comes from knowing Jesus, bro. And it's just like sometimes, like for me, it's like you can't help but share Jesus, do you know what I mean? Like for anyone out there who's listening to this who's curious about sharing faith or, or sharing who they are in Christ, I often think about, imagine you just watched like an amazing film on netflix or you just discovered a new meal or a new ingredient or a new diet or a new song and you're just like whoa have you heard this this is amazing and it's just like do you know what i've actually come across this in the bible today it's really touched me it might be able to touch you in your life as well and it's just a simple thing and it's just it's just sharing it meat and yes, that can so happen and that can happen not from like the first meeting hi yeah you're right i'm john oh by the way i love this you know someone because you've walked with them on a yes. day-to-day basis You've seen this postman for five years. Oh, by the way, can I just show you this, mate? Because I really think it is connected with you. And also as well, I believe if you pray for the Holy Spirit to give you opportunities to share the gospel, the Holy Spirit does provide them. And it's weird how it just happens. Yes. People will be like, oh, I'm just having a bad time at the moment. So really, I'll show you this. Someone said to me the other day, are you scared about being 33? Just let you know, I was 33 the other day. But I was like, no, because I, let me tell you about a man who was facing... I was going to say it was a big year for <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. A big year t- for John. Let me tell you, I had someone in, school, in one of the schools saying um, they, they didn't like it. it was in the college in, in Birkenhead and 
they were saying something about like uh, do you want to do politics as a, as a lesson and I said why don't you do it and he said because I don't believe one person can make a difference and I just felt the Holy Spirit go and tell them <laughs> tell them about what one man can do and I was just like well let me tell you about this guy and these are all things that are not like wow look at Johnny sharing his faith these are all everyday things that don't need to be on a platform like in a street or anything like that this can happen like every day it, yeah. in, in any place it could be in the chippy that you go to do you know what I mean and it's just like just share your faith but then walking with them each week and it's just that's where it comes from I think and, and that's what we're called to do we're not set apart where we have to live apart and live away from people we're called to live out of the world but not in, in the world but not yeah, 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 yeah. so it's not conformed to it and it's just like okay I'm going to share my faith but I am different and, and people notice that we're different as well like, I'm sure you've had times in your life Ben where like people are around you it would be like yeah he's a, he's a bible basher <laughs> Ben's a bible basher so, so I don't know if that answered your question there yeah Grace. I think it did I think but, it did so then Ben question then for you just while we're on this light topic and it's again it's not a right or wrong question it's just that I love hearing people talk about Jesus and it's like Hearing about a relationship from someone else is just like, it gets me excited about falling in love more with Jesus. So, who is Jesus to you? Oh God, I've never, no one's ever asked me that before. But, you know, it's... Ultimately, he's my Lord and Saviour at the end of the day. It's plain and simple. But then, what does the Bible say about him? Which, ultimately, I believe in. And we have every word in the Bible. You know, it says he's the perfecter and finisher of our faith. He's the way, the truth, and the life. And I've seen it in my life where, when I was younger, and you know, I addicted to pornography, I didn't couldn't see a way out of it kind of thing just a constant circle of sin and you know it wasn't until Jesus came into my life and he convicted me of my sin set free from that dominion of sin like sin reigning over my life kind of thing so yeah ultimately Jesus to me is just yeah, I can't put this away he's just amazing he's, he's, so, he's amazing it's I don't so good to, no, do you know what yeah. if John asked me the question I'd be like he's amazing he's know, changed my life that's all I could think of but like, he's the one I want to serve for the rest of my life but yeah. it's, I think it's so good because there's, there's people and I don't It'll be interesting if they're listening this far and if they're not Christians and if they're if they're not not Christians, they just need to give their lives to Jesus right now. They're yeah, crying for the yeah. picking. But it's like honestly, Jesus will transform your life. As we've yeah. said time and time again, doesn't mean that it's easy because there's a process of, of, of growth and becoming like him and serving him, which is countercultural to the world. But everybody that we ever ask that question to is like, I wouldn't change it for a moment. Yeah, when nah. when you've encountered the real Jesus yeah. You don't want anything that the world can offer. And one of my favorite Billy Graham quotes is where he says, I've never met someone that has received Jesus and lived to regret it. Yeah. And I'm just like, it's so true. I don't personally, and I'd like you two to think as well. I don't think I've met anybody. Yes, I know people that have followed Jesus and then they're not following him in this season. Yeah. But I've never met anyone that would that has really encountered him that would downright say it was the worst decision I yeah. ever made. And that's why I ran Definitely. away from yeah. it. And there'd be people who... who would follow Jesus but then had maybe a bad experience yeah. at a church you might have been put off or hurt by someone who's like high up in a church or something like that who who might be away from it but yeah I think you're right in, in terms of you know and what I love about watching you then Ben in a non-weird way mate was <laughs> that, just staring at you yeah. <laughs> so when I asked that question and it came to me bro because I was reading uh, songs songs and one of the, the lines is my beloved to me is and like I was thinking, how could I answer that question? Yeah. You know, but and it, it's great because a lot of times when I ask that question to people, they they automatically go to the word bank, and that's what I believe yeah. we should be doing anyway. Yeah, yeah. That's our anchor. That's our map. That's our 
the word of God. It's, it's God breathed, isn't it? You know. But then after that, you start to you start to get giddy, don't you? Like excited. I? So it's like, <laughs> if I said, what, "What's Hannah to you? Like your your wife? Yeah. How does she make you feel? Who is she?" And yeah. you'd be like, "Oh yeah, her name's Hannah. She's great." But then you start thinking, "Oh actually, yeah, she's a great. She has this. She has, she has the best yeah. sense of humour." It's because you know Jesus on such a personal level, bro. I could see it. So kind of thinking it so first. It's like. He's my Lord and Saviour, he's this, which is not a wrong answer yeah. to do, but then you're like, wow, actually, he's amazing, he's my everything. And yeah. you start getting, and you're yeah. like, actually, oh my days, this is what it means to be lovesick. Yeah. Lovesick, the word, the definition means like a sickness of love that when that person's not around, you don't act normal. And that's what I believe it means to be in a relationship with Jesus. And when I ask you, who's Jesus to you? It's like, oh, actually, he is amazing. You start getting heated, you start yeah. getting excited. Yeah. And, it's, and it's just, oh man, I'm in love with him, man. <laughs> <laughs> In a non-weird way. (laughs) It's so good. It's knowing Jesus, not just knowing about Jesus. Like knowing him intimately. And that's a lifelong discovery as well, which is why it's so thrilling because it's not like, well, I've met him now, then I'm done and I can just go to church and tick a box and kind of read the Bible a little little bit, but just, yeah, just kind of sail through life. It's like when you've truly encountered him, you are kind of like, I want to keep pursuing him because the more that I see him, the more that I'm going to see and the more that he's going to change me. Definitely, yeah. yeah. There's, there's that verse, I think it's in Hebrews 12, where it says, uh, looking on to Jesus. Like, the word looking means to continuously look. Yeah. It's not just yeah. like a looked, mm. looked at Jesus, it's looking at Jesus. So it's like a continuous, like, I need to keep looking at him. Yeah. But that's a, a boss answer. So, nice little curveball here for you, mate, because oftentimes is... I will ask that question, who is Jesus to you? And people will go all out and then I'll follow up with, <laughs> who is the Holy Spirit to you? Oof, good question. Yeah, people often forget the Holy Spirit, I feel like, don't they? Francis challenges that book, doesn't he? Forgotten God. Yeah. Thinks about the Holy Spirit. But, uh, yeah. I guess the Holy Spirit to me is obviously still God, one of the three persons, but you know, he's he's my helper. He's my He guides me on my path every day. He lives inside me. And he's that calm gentle whisper that you know convicts mm. me when i need to be encourages me lifts me up he's there every day for me he lights the path for me and yeah he's just that one i can lean on day to day and helps me get through life he's, he helped me get through you know the addiction i had and all the sins i've had in the past you know helping me trying to get free from that and he's you know he's he's done amazing obviously he's set me free but yeah he's just he's that one i can just turn to every day yeah. so good because Jesus said to the disciples didn't he that he had to go to be yeah. back with the father but yeah. I'm going to send you a help of the Holy Spirit and I think sometimes people do have this thought that it's just believing in God and it's just God out there and it's like no if you're not a believer and you receive Jesus what you're inviting yourself into is a relationship with the Holy Spirit yeah. who is God as you said and he lives and dwells in you and I'm just like that's incredible you know no, to have no. a helper a guide the soft calming presence as you yeah. said the conviction when you need conviction the wisdom yeah. it's amazing yeah, yeah definitely it's kind of like the one that puts it all together isn't it like what Jesus says I'm going to send another and you know like the advocates like I'm sending yeah. something like that's much more more than me you know yeah. what I mean like Jesus yeah. said it like you know I have to go so you can get the Holy Spirit yeah. and this is the gift and like I think oftentimes we do not neglect the Holy Spirit but we do forget about it and yeah. um, you know we, we, we but it's just 
incredible meeting this. So then the last question that I have for you, Ruben might want to grill you on something else, mate. He's no, there. don't worry. Don't he's the best at grilling. Yeah, you'll have a rap battle with you. Oh yeah. I'll let him win that one. Yes. <laughs> You'd probably win, no, honestly. No. No, you're, you're pretty good, bro. Oh, yeah. You're pretty good. Okay. Young Dreams, is that Young a great dreams. song? Yeah. Young Dreams. Big heart. I listen to that like, on that, probably once a week. Something like I think it's my top of my Spotify. I'll, I'll, give you, yeah. I'll send you a link to the remix. Yeah, and I had the remix. Ooh. Is it? I like this Forrest Gump one as well. He's never seen Forrest Gump, but he raps I have. Well, I love Forrest Gump. Oh, yeah, that yeah one that's one film I have seen. All right, super, I like that, that. Go yeah, on, last, so, last question. question. Go last on. question, Ooh. and it, it's been obviously boss to have you on here today as well. Me too. Thank you, but, So you've answered, who is Jesus, who is the Holy Spirit, who is God to you, who is the Father to the you? Father. Another great question. These <laughs> are <laughs> really, like, <laughs> pressurising questions. <laughs> it's good, because like, like, it's good questions, because I never actually even thought about these answers. But Ultimately, you know, he's the creator of heaven and earth, the universe, he's the the almighty one is it El Shaddai in the Bible it's hard because they're all you can describe them all the yeah, same way yeah. can't you but like he's the everlasting father for me like he adopted me into his his family you know he saved me my friend sending his son Jesus for me and wow, yeah. you know he's just again amazing but you know he's also that one where I can the loving father I can turn to and you know he'll protect me under his wing as the Bible says he'll lift me up and mm. he'll be that strong tower when I need it when I need that help but yeah, it's it's really hard not to describe them all the same way, but yeah. ultimately they are they are all the same person. Yeah, and it wouldn't be wrong yeah. if you did describe them all, yeah. all the same way. But you know, he is sovereign over all, you know, I trust in his plan and his will. Yeah. You know, he complete it's all his will through the word of Jesus and through the work of the Holy Spirit. I love I love God, you know. And what I have to say. It's just a it's a good great great, great I love question it. that one, yeah. So would it's you agree? A, here's my question, nice easy on. one compared to John's. <laughs> Would you agree with Dr. Billy Graham's quote that you've cool. received Jesus and you don't live to regret it? Yeah, I do not regret it one bit. Okay, last yeah. question for me then. Oh, he was going to expound then and you just cut him off, look. Yeah, that was the best question of the night. No, on, John, that was the gold was coming. Would you consider yourself to be a Bible basher? Absolutely, yes. Unashamedly. Well, by the power invested by Reuben Morley. We'll stick him on the wall. <laughs> you have made our Bible bashing, Bible bashing wall. Get in. Can get on the wall with the that wall little fame, the mosquito fly, fly, whatever it is. Yeah. What first person on the wall, is it? Is it? Yeah. yeah. Mark didn't get on. <laughs> we just didn't have a wall oh, for Mark. Mark's oh, Mark. Bible basher though. Like, yeah, Matt Courtney's Bible basher. Oh yeah, we have, I forgot oh, about yeah, Matt. Matt. Yeah, yeah Matt yeah. Courtney, that was great there. But, <laughs> sorry, Matt. Yeah, sorry, Matt. Hey, Matt's having a kid. Is he? Yeah, Congrats, yeah. Congratulations, Amazing. Congratulations. He's yeah. definitely not listening this far in, is he? No, no. We should tell him that we talk about it in the episode and he'll yeah, have to listen to the whole episode. No, but in all seriousness, we are going to start getting more guests on uh, because we want people to just share their heart and share why they love Jesus because primarily... This podcast is for Christians, but it's also for those that don't know Jesus. And we want it to be a catalogue of episodes where people can just dip their feet in and hear Christians talking about what Jesus has done in their life. What better way than just have some some guys just chatting it over, or girls, in a mm. shed. Not sexist, like I said <laughs> last week. <laughs> it's just real as well, isn't it? You know what I mean? Like, so Ben didn't really, you didn't, I'm guessing... Have real preparation coming on. You just kind of coming on. You didn't yeah. really know what we were going to ask, and we're just kind of saying it means what. Who, yeah. What is this to you? And you know, yeah. you've answered every question I think beautifully, and 
it's, it's been an amazing conversation to get to know you more and that what we want to do is you know god isn't calling people who are you have to be a certain way he's not calling people who are like amazing at theology not saying you're not by the way but just saying he's not, not calling people who, who don't have a clue you know he, 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 he's not just calling set people he's calling everyone he's calling people yeah. so you might be listening to this thinking again maybe i'm too far gone to be a christian maybe i don't know any of this maybe i'm not great at reading the bible maybe i don't know how to pray you know all these things will come but god is calling you to know him first and, and, and accept yeah. them into your life and once you do all these kind of things do come out come into it and being i love it yeah. yeah it's great it's great so ben thank you for well, coming on by the passion with machamoli any last words no repent and believe that's what i said repent and believe, believe. i love yeah. it believe. Yeah. If we that might be the title mics. repent and believe that's and then we'll it. drop hannah's mics on the floor <laughs> <laughs> repent and believe and hannah's mics there you go we'll Bible see you passion. soon yeah. Thanks, guys. and ben